0: My name is Raquel Ortega, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Emerson Malone. I'm a podcast editor with The Daily Emerald. And I'm Max Thornberry, an associate news editor with The Daily Emerald. Today, Thursday, March 2nd, the Board of Trustees, the University of Oregon's governing body, will decide whether tuition costs for in-state students will increase by 10.6% during a meeting. This is part of a two-day board meeting as it will spill into tomorrow. The Emerald will provide live coverage of the board meetings through Twitter and on the Daily Emerald website. The meeting is open to the public and will start at 1.30 p.m. in the Ford Alumni Center, Justina Ballroom. Follow at Daily Emerald on Twitter for live coverage of the board meetings and visit dailyemerald.com for a recap this evening. So Max, let's break this down. How much is a 10.6% increase in tuition? What does that look like?
1: So the 10.6% increase in tuition is for resident students, residents of Oregon. Non-resident students will see a 3% increase, but the dollar value of these increases are the same. It's $21 a credit hour or about $945 a year on average. Those rates are not the same for graduate and law students. Grad students are going to see their tuition increase increase from a range of 0 to 4% based on the program or the college that they're in. In addition to the tuition increase, everyone will also see a new mandatory fee, a technology fee of $50 a term.
0: And what does the technology fee support?
1: So the technology fee supports technology infrastructure on campus, computers, Wi-Fi, things of this nature. In the past, this was paid for by tuition revenue. So depending on how many units you were taking, if you were an in-state or out-of-state student, you were still paying into this. In order to make it more equitable, they are saying that because everyone is using this technology, everyone should be paying equally for it. Now, law students are less equal than the rest of us, I suppose, because they will be paying $75 a term if this increase is
0: passed. Slightly more than what undergrads are going to be paying. Yes, undergrads
1: would be paying $50 a term. Law students specifically will be paying $75 a term for, the, for this new technology fee. The fee is designed also to raise about $3 million for campus, helping the, the budget shortfall.
0: Last month on February 10th, the Tuition and Fees Advisory Board recommended to President Michael Schill that tuition be increased for the next school year, that would be fall 2017. What inspired this idea?
1: Campus operations at UO are set to increase by about $25 million next year. Those increases are including things like faculty and salary wages, GTF salary, PERS, which is the public employee retirement system costs. These, along with a few other things, are looking at about $25 million increase, the greatest of which is the faculty and salary wages, according to the Tuition and Fees Advisory Board recommendation.
0: So considering all these costs, this tuition increase isn't going to cover all of that,
1: right? Uh, No. Even after these raises, the university is still looking at about an $8.8 million shortfall in its budget. And what other budget cuts are we seeing administration enact? On Tuesday, we found out that the university is planning to cut approximately 75 non tenure track faculty that number is still up in the air it hasn't been confirmed 75 but right now the faculty union president is using that number the university has not confirmed that anyone is being cut or how many but conversations that the union has had with people in Dean's offices with faculty members that have been communicated with they're saying about 75
0: Last school year, was also announced that there would be 79 positions cut from the College of Arts and Sciences of other non-tenure-track faculty. Is this in addition to that? Yes, this is in addition.
1: Unlike that last round of cuts, this is not College of Arts and Sciences specific. They are talking about cuts from different areas on campus. Because the College of Arts and Sciences is so large, they feel like they are being affected disproportionately, but this is not solely College of Arts and Sciences, but it is in addition to the major cuts we saw last year.
0: So do we know what school or which departments are going to be affected by this faculty
1: cut? We do know that about 25 positions in the College of Arts and Sciences and College of Education are going to be made, along with 25 additional positions in other areas. We don't have specific areas yet. We just know that they are spread out a range of non-tenure-track faculty members.
0: It's likely a lot of students are going to be aggravated by this tuition increase. How can they get involved? At
1: noon, 12
0: o'clock, outside of the Ford Alumni
1: Center, there is going to be a protest and the goal of this protest is to rally for the rights of students to have an affordable education as well as support campus workers. I talked with uh, Amy Shank, one of the organizers of the protest this afternoon, and she told me that in addition to rallying for students rights they are very concerned about how these tuition increases and faculty cuts are affecting people on campus students as well as faculty members that have been cut faculty members that are worried about being cut this afternoon noon outside of the Ford Alumni Center there will be a protest the Daily Emerald will be there covering it so come talk to us let us know what you think
0: today the ASUO, Faculty Senate, Provost Scott Coltrane and President Schill will all give a report on their progress from the last year and what they plan to address moving forward. What will the ASUO focus on? So ASUO
1: is focusing on a pretty wide range of issues, issues they've tackled already and issues that they plan to continue uh, working on as the year progresses. Big ones that stand out from the board packet are things like the decision not to dename DD Hall. They are urging the Board of Trustees to reconsider that position and they want to see DD Hall
0: renamed. So this is still up in the air. This is not a closed case yet.
1: As far as we know, this is a closed case. I mean, the Board of Trustees could potentially overturn what President Schill said. It's unlikely that they will, but ASUO is going to fight this out. They are going to do their best. I believe that they will be presenting their argument for why the hall should be denamed this afternoon. In addition to the DD Hall controversy, ASUO is also taking up the mandatory live-on requirement for freshmen that's beginning next year. There are a whole range of issues surrounding that. The ASUO doesn't believe that some of the research that was done to support the live-on requirement is an accurate representation of all of the halls, and they are also taking up lighting on campus. There are significant portions of campus that are underlit. a couple months ago they did a night walk through campus to show people where more or less danger spots on campus were because of the lack of lighting their main focus is the pioneer cemetery that is where they want to start we wrote about this back in 2012 you can read about that on the daily emerald and last but not least they are looking outward away from campus to campus bars we have seen some select campus bars in the news quite regularly recently And ASUO wants to do something to inspire them to clean up their practices a little bit. So they're working on a ratings program of some sort. We're not sure exactly how this is going to look, but bars that do things like offer free soft drinks to designated drivers or help foot the bill for students to get home safely will receive higher ratings from the ASUO. When we know more about that, we will update the community.
0: Is there a precedent at other universities for a student government to rate campus bars?
1: Apparently there is. I haven't seen this but ASUO said in their statement to the board that is available online that this is a practice that is carried out across the country so they would not be the the first group to do this which also means that it is potentially viable solution to some of the issues that we've seen at the popular campus bars.
0: It's also going to be interesting like if this program takes off how will students become aware of it how is it going to be marketed
1: if this program takes off asuo is going to be releasing information in their executive blog posts at senate meetings there will be i'm assuming some kind of of rating system in the same way that restaurants are rated a to f bars would receive a similar rating, according to the rubric that ASUO sets up.
0: Okay, and back to the Board of Trustees meeting later today, it's also going to focus on the upcoming Knight campus expansion. Last October, it was announced that Phil and Penny Knight will gift $500 million to the University of Oregon for a campus expansion, and the goal is to break ground by spring 2018. How is this going to move forward today?
1: Thursday's meeting is going to conclude with a request for the approval of projects to begin on the Knight campus. Normally, a project can't begin until the board approves it. The board will receive a full outline of the project in September 2017, but in order for this project to stay on track to break ground in spring 2018, projects need to start before then. So the Finance and Facilities Committee is requesting pre-approval of some work on the campus that will cost around $6 million.
0: What kind of projects are they trying to approve in this first round of requests. The $6 million projects
1: or the projects of $6 million that Finance and Facilities Committee is working on will be things relating to design, to pre-construction, site evaluation, hiring contractors, things of this nature.
0: Again, today's Board of Trustees meeting is open to the public and will start at 1.30 p.m. in the Ford Alumni Center, Justina Ballroom. A student protest will begin outside the Ford Alumni Center at noon. To follow today's Board of Trustees meeting, follow at Daily Emerald on Twitter for live coverage, or visit DailyEmerald.com. My name is Emerson Malone. And I'm Max Thornberry. If you want to hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, and you can listen to these episodes right on the Emerald homepage at DailyEmerald.com. Thanks for listening.